Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome. Welcome to our good news segment. Marie Helene Sicard, Vice President of Marketing for Corporate Services, Sadesco, joining us here today. Why? Because you all have heard me talk about what is happening in the workplace. And by the way, you've heard me talk about our team, age ranging from early 20s to later 60s. And you must be asking yourself, how does that even happen? Well, the good news is it does. And there's a lot of things we discovered from building a team with that kind of diversity. But today, you're going to hear about workplace trends, perhaps in a way you hadn't heard before. Uh, Marie-Helene, thank you for joining me here today. I mean, I'm so excited about these. Being an organizational researcher myself, I would love to hear what you all have done and what is the most exciting discoveries you've made in this. Well, thank you for, for having us this morning. And we're, we're very excited indeed because we are just uh, produce, um, publishing our 2018 Workplace Trends Report. We've highlighted around seven trends in this report. And uh, we, um, you know, we are uh, present in, in many, many different types of workplace environments and privy to, to see and observe the shift that we are, uh, we are um, noticing in the workplace. And uh, this year is an interesting one because we're seeing the Gen Z coming in the workplace uh, and the, in the workforce mm-hmm. for a full year. So they are uh, about 60 million in the U.S. and they, um, they, you, you mentioned earlier, they're in their early 20s. They're born 1995 uh, through uh, 2012, and uh, they bring a unique set of expectation in the workplace. So their idea of work-life blend is uh, is very different in the sense that um, they uh, they're looking for the workplace to be a third space. So it's not quite um, like home, but uh, you know they should be able to find a a, a real comfortable and engaging environment, mm-hmm. and uh, they're expecting employers to uh, to provide them with uh, the space for them to bring their best self, um, to be able to have social interaction, and and have different types of um, of spaces and hubs in the workplace so that they can um, really uh, flourish. Yeah. You know, I have to tell you, I am so excited you all have done this. Why? Why am I saying that? Here's why. I was reading the report, and I want to make sure everybody here, that you all know you're going to find out how to find out more about this. But when I looked at this and I thought about this, it brought me back to my early days of working in corporate America. And at the time, I worked for the telephone company here, which was actually still the phone company. And 
what it was that you discovered or uncovered or are bringing to the surface, it brings us back in time to a time when employees trusted their workplace and workplace trusted employees. And, and, you know, what happened in the workplace, empathy, emotions, kindness, those things showed up. How does your report address those kinds of attributes? Things that we don't talk about, emotional intelligence. Absolutely. Actually, the emotional intelligence is really the key uh, for the workplace of the future. The employers that are going to be able to um, not only provide an environment that fosters uh, the development and the realization of emotional intelligence, but also um, really trains and encourages their employees to tap into uh, their own emotions, their own feelings, and how they impact on onto others is going to be critical for um, creating that positive, collaborative um, workplace environment. And uh, today we we see this um, this generation uh, coming in and and looking for that interaction, and um, that means that you know. And you you talked about. The employer's understanding and and needing to be aware that it's important mm-hmm. that we provide those environments and um, and and the space for for those reports to uh, to take place. And it's about respect. It's about you know respecting yes. uh, the diversity, being inclusive, recognizing that uh, you know different people to different things and be able to provide those environments and and those uh, occasions where people from all generations feel comfortable, feel uh, respected, and 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 really engaged. And that's how you're going to have the best productivity and the best outcome. So employers, you know, yeah, they. Was, mm-hmm. So Go employers ahead, need. To, yeah, no, but that, that's the the study. What it showed us is that it's um it's not just about you know providing a workplace environment, but it's what's inside and how it's designed so that you have the ultimate workplace experience. That's important. Yeah, I I, I think what you all have uncovered and discovered and are now out there talking about is so critical in order for. Uh, organizations to be competitive in the world. And we got away from this. You know, Marie Helene, we got away from this. We went through decades of, of repealing the psychological contracts and thinking that we didn't have to provide this kind of environment. But this to me is like a super wake up call because when I look at the numbers, 84%, 84, 80% think ethnic. These are big statistical numbers, and that is what I think we should be paying attention to. Don't you? Absolutely. I mean, if we want to be able to attract and retain talent, then we need to make sure that we, you know, we step up and uh, and we uh, we provide those environments where people are going to be able to bring their best self to work. So it's no longer about here's your mm-hmm. desk and there you go. But um, you know, now uh, employees and and talent they get to choose where they want to work. They're going to look at what employers are doing, uh, how socially responsible 
responsible they are, what type of technology uh, they're utilizing, uh, what kind of amenities and uh, and services they provide uh, for their employees. And they're going to be making a choice to work mm-hmm. in your environment or not. So it's not just I have an opening, come work with us, but it's really they choose. And uh, and so that's important because uh, it's a it has to be a win-win. And, uh, in, and employers need to understand that, you know, they, uh, if they want to attract the best, then they need to step up and offer the best workplace environments possible. This is really exciting. And before I get too uh, crazy with this, how can people <laughs> find out more about the full study? I mean, I, I, I want to tell you why I'm so jazzed about what you all provided, but how can people see the whole report? What's the best way? So um, we do uh, we do have it on a website, and it's um, Sodexo Insights. S O D E X O insights.com and anyone can uh, download a copy of the 2018 workplace trends report we have seven trends featured uh, this year and uh, we encourage you also to um, revisit our sites as we will be um, producing and uh, distributing a lot of uh, fun facts and uh, and additional material throughout the year and um, we are uh, you know as I said we're just excited about having done this report and um, we are looking forward to engaging in discussions with our clients as well as any any other um, um, company that is looking to improve and design <clears throat> their best workplace. Um, we're here to help. Well, you know, here's what I what I love about this. You know, my research was eight years in compiling it. I'm so glad it doesn't take eight years to to bring this <laughs> information to the forefront. Um, but eight years, and here's what uh, what happened at the end. This research I did won awards. It was never studied before because we never studied person to person, as you all have done here, supervisor to employee. Here's what I love. This kind of information, the trend that you're putting forward, anyone that says that this generation doesn't have the same values as baby boomers or generations of those eras is highly mistaken because, boy, I'll tell you, we've come back full circle with what folks of this generation expect and I believe are obligated, companies are obligated. And if you go back to some of our our most productive time in this country, those generations did. Isn't that amazing? We've come full circle on this. It is, and it, and it's something that we should not take lightly. We should really ensure that you know we pay attention, um, that we uh, we engage, uh, we we're transparent, um, and we have those dialogues because we have a lot to learn from this new generation, and uh, and enable in, in you know in order for for the workplace to be as as productive and constructive as possible, then it needs to be a place where people feel comfortable, they feel respected, uh, they feel appreciated, and that's where and how we're going to unleash that uh, the full potential. So mm-hmm. employers, you know, they really need to make sure that they think about how that quality of life aspect, and this is what is driving Sodexo so much into, you know, designing mm-hmm. the services we provide is that we know and we understand how people tech. And so, you know, our, our aim is that 
through our services, this quality of life is at the at, at, at its best. And uh, that's how we work with our clients is that we make sure and we counsel them on what's that best output and best environment uh, for everyone to feel, uh, you know, comfortable and, and respected and appreciated. And that's going to be key. That's well, absolutely going to be key. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for your time. One last question. Uh, what's your personal message? And, you know, if you can identify just one of these trends that you thought, wow, this is interesting, what would that be? The one that I, I, I found uh, very interesting was uh, the fact that this generation, they want to have a personal one on one relationship with their boss. I thought that was really in- interesting. And this means that, you know, through, through everything, technology and, and space, the human contact and, and having that, that rapport, that communication and authenticity between two human beings is still at the core mm-hmm. of, of everything we do. So I think that, you know, no matter what you do, don't, um, don't forget that it's about, you know, two human beings and, and being able to, to have a relationship and, and really engage and, and, uh, and motivate one another. I think that's, that's really important. Well, I want to thank you and I want to thank uh, Sodexo for coming out and providing this. And by the way, I'm going to be comparing notes and hopefully writing an article myself that talks about similarities and not differences on how to make an organization great. Thank you for being the leaders in this field. Well, we're looking forward to uh, 2019 and uh, let's stay in touch. (laughs) I love it. Let's do it. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what this is. This study is about this. Let's look at our similarities and let's make this amazing. Thank you so much for today. Thank you. Wonderful. Thank you. All right, everybody, listen, I'm going to be uh, posting the link to this. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. Darcy Pariso is your connection to spirit, energy, and healing. You can meet Darcy in person at upcoming events throughout Seattle. Do you have questions about your animal companions, yourself, or do you desire to communicate with loved ones on the other side? Darcy will connect you and get answers. Darcy can also work with energy healing to help you and your animal companions feel more balanced and recharged. Visit DarcyPariso.com events. Healing has a ripple effect. One person's healing affects everyone around them. This is where the power of sharing our stories can be so important. Tune in to Playing on the Edge Radio with Megan Edge each month on Transformation Talk Radio as Megan provides you with ways of sustaining radical and powerful changes in your life. Enact the power of radical change. To find out more about Megan Edge, visit her website at meganedge.ca. Love Living Radio Ignite Your Whole Being with Emily Perkins is a show for those looking to explore the sparkling magnificence of their inner selves. Tune in every second and fourth Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific as Emily sheds a radiant light of love on the beauty and power that resides within you. Discussing love in all its forms through conversations that provoke awareness, curiosity, and expansion, Emily shares the unlimited power of love. For more information or to listen to this show, visit lovelivingholistics.com. Have you ever wondered if there's a way to heal the deep, hidden inner issues, wounds, beliefs, and traumas? The journey into spiritual healing engages people in all areas of their lives to heal themselves and others. 
Tune in each month on Transformation Talk Radio as Dr. Jaffe brings conversations of healing of body, mind, and spirit as he merges the excellence of traditional medicine with the beauty of spiritual healing. For more information about Dr. Jaffe, this show, and his work, visit drjaffemd.com. She doesn't wear any wings She wears a heart that can melt my own She wears a smile that can make me want to sing She gives me presents Hey everyone, I told you we were going to be bringing somebody on from the American Red Cross, and we are doing that. Brad Kaiserman is joining us here today as Vice President of Disaster Operations and Logistics. Now, many of you have heard me over a 15-year period talk about the impact that hurricanes have, especially the story of my family and homestead. But today, we have so much at our fingertips, and yet we don't know what we have, and we don't know the role that the American Red Cross is playing. Today, this is for you, how to prepare for hurricane season. Brad, thank you for joining me here today. It's one of the most important conversations we can have right now. And the reason I say that is we're already starting to see the weather uh, take its toll. Uh, and so thank you for today. Absolutely. And, and you're right. Uh, whether we look at just this year or last year or the trend over the last decade, there is no question that the number and the frequency and the magnitude of extreme weather seeing, uh, and even if you have a year where there's a dip, the overall trend line is, is, is significantly on the uptick. Uh, and I think the evidence on that is, is absolutely clear. So this is a great opportunity as we begin uh, the Atlantic hurricane season for 2018 for folks to really take this seriously and get ready. Um, whatever the number of storms that are predicted to form, and we can talk about that. Yep. The reality, Dr. Pat, is all it takes is one, just one to make oh. landfall, and, and that can be catastrophic. Oh, and you and I have firsthand experience of that. I don't think anybody realized the impact of hurricanes that have, that have hit down here in the past years and decades. I mean, clearly we have forgotten Andrew, but we are recently reminded by last year's season. Let's chat for a minute about last year and then talk about what we need to prepare for. Uh, last season, 2017, uh, horrific in terms of uh, uh, trauma, cat uh, catastrophic events, right? Would you say? It it, it was. It was. Uh, uh, if we look at cost as a bit of a proxy for complexity and damage, um, it, the we had a we had a disaster in this country from uh, August 21st through Thanksgiving that had a billion, that's with a B, a billion dollars or more in insured loss every 12 days, starting with Hurricane Harvey. Every 12 days on average, um, we had a billion dollar plus disaster in this country. Uh, so it began with Harvey, um, and then it was Irma in the Caribbean, and then Irma in Florida, and then Maria uh, in Puerto Rico in the Virgin Islands, and then there was uh, the catastrophic shooting uh, in Las Vegas, uh, which the Red Cross and many others responded to in the yeah. midst of all of these hurricanes. And then the two uh, catastrophic wildfires in 
in California, um, one the most destructive in the history of the state and the other the largest in the history of the state. All of that, all of that uh, between August and, uh, and early December. So uh, unprecedented, really, and the most costly year in disasters in the history of the United States, and that includes 2005, the year Katrina struck. Well, and, you know, I am so glad you brought that up because we don't talk about the American Red Cross and all of the various places that the American Cross shows up, uh, the volunteers, time, service, all of that. We just don't tell. It's almost as if, Brad, if I might say, we almost take the American Red Cross for granted. We're so used to seeing them at an event, uh, at, at trauma situations. We just expect them to be here. So I really want to commend all of the people that are involved with that. Let's talk about some of the predictions. Let's talk about what's coming and what can people know and what can people be prepared for. So the Atlantic hurricane season officially uh, began uh, on June 1st. Uh, nobody told Mother Nature, though. And so the first name storm was actually Alberto, which uh, slammed into Florida on uh, Monday, Memorial Day. Uh, and that was less than nine months after Hurricane Irma hit the state as a Category 4 storm. So what are we going into now? Um, the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, NOAA, is telling us uh, that we should expect um, uh, about a dozen more more storms with uh, speeds, uh, wind speeds over 40 miles per hour to form in the Atlantic, and they'll all get names. Uh, Alberta was the first. They're telling us that um, five to nine of those will probably reach hurricane strength, and four of them could become major hurricanes. What that doesn't tell us, though, is how many will make landfall. And back to our earlier conversation, all it takes is one. So that tells us that we're going to have an average to above average season for hurricanes forming in the Atlantic, and that we should be ready for even one of those to become a major hurricane and make landfall in the United States or its territories. Yeah, I, I mean, there's new data that we're gathering every day, right? And social media has played a role. Um, I wanted to ask you, uh, it seems at times when you're in the middle of trauma, the first thing that people go to is they go to their cell phone. You know, nowadays with cell phones, what we're finding is that it used to be cell phones would go down, towers would go down, everything goes down. But more importantly, they don't go down as quickly. Um, one of the things that I talk to our listeners about beyond anything is if you've got a cell phone, get yourself one of those little backup battery thingies, you know, where you can plug, you know, your phones in and your emergency devices in. And even something is cost effective. It's hard to get people to take that action. Um, what do you think about that? Should pe how prepared should people be in those kinds of ways? Well, I think uh, I'm sitting here with a, a huge smile on my face because you're 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 really going to the core of, you know, what I see every time I go out on a response is people depend on their phones day in and day out. That's how they stay socially connected, and that social interconnectedness really is the key to recovery from disaster and resilient communities. And there's good solid data to support that. The problem is. Nobody goes and gets that battery charger. Nobody goes and gets that Morphe or whatever brand you want to get of, of a portable charger. They don't take it with them when they evacuate or leave because they didn't prepare and didn't have a kit. Uh, they don't have anything solar powered or hand cranked that's readily available. And suddenly that device that we so rely upon to get information and stay informed and be connected 
doesn't work anymore. And then we have people who come into shelters and they just want to charge their phones. And it's, mm. it's, we've had to sort of get in the business of providing charger cords and, and power strips and generators. And it's just, you know, if you think about the, the way that technology has changed our life, um, it's really important to remember that, that, that you need to think about your phone, just like you need to think about your medication, right? Uh, if you have to evacuate quickly, you may not grab seven medicine bottles. So maybe you want to put some meds in a, in a baggie or a waterproof container, put that in a duffel bag, have it in handy so that if you have to go, that you're ready to go. And there's no better time to do that and prepare for that than now. Uh, this, this, as we begin going into Atlantic hurricane season. You know, I tried to work with, I mean, this is just a little sidebar, but I tried to work with two of the battery companies uh, so that they can A, reduce their rates and B, make their batteries available at special shelters and units. And uh, honestly, when you think about it, you, you know, one battery company in particular, I'm not going to mention any names, but you can buy the battery for 13 bucks on Amazon. And what I was saying to them is like, dude, I know that costs you three dollars or less to do. What about putting these in shelters? So I think there is a level of awareness all of us can have. But for you, um, I'm interested in have we made any ground using Facebook and social media to help us? What should people know about that? Because even with Facebook, do people even know where to go? No, it's a great point. The, uh, you know, social media is just an integral part of the fabric of our lives today, just like our phones are, right? I don't like all the phones. They're not even phones anymore. They're, yeah. they're, they're something else. But there's, they're more, yeah, that's not the princess, right? Princess telephone oh. in mom and dad's bedroom when we were kids, uh, right? I worked at the well, phone I'm giving, company. I'm, I'm I worked at the phone company. <laughs> the phone, right. I, I can't even tell you how far back I go with telephones, but you're right. They're not here anymore. So it's it's a it's a social media is just critical to to our emergency preparedness, our response, our recovery, and Facebook has really been at the forefront of the innovation of, of social media. And so I think one of the best ways people can prepare for hurricane season is to learn about how you can use social media to connect and find support during a crisis. And uh, you know, Facebook's got a crisis response function that allows people who are affected by a disaster or a crisis to tell friends that they're safe to. Find find or offer help and to get the latest news and information. And one of the things I really like about um, that tool and its community help uh, component is that not only as somebody who needs help can you go there to find help, but somebody who has help to offer can go there and say, hey, I, I can help in this way. Let me know if you need help. And so I just think that social interconnectedness is so important. Uh, and there are many uh, social media tools out there. Uh, Facebook has been in the forefront of this. Yeah. And I think folks who are on Facebook uh, should really should really yeah. um, check out those tools now. Now yeah. is the time to check those out so you know how to use those when, when disasters occur. Well, how do you get them? I mean, where, tell people where to go on Facebook to get them because you're absolutely right. You know, we have gone through uh, uh, much with Facebook. They've learned a lot. They're dynamic in their changes and their responsiveness. And so the fact that people can think, oh, wait, I am in trouble. Facebook, that is major. So where do they go? Yep. So I think there's a couple things folks can do. So one is um, I the the Red Cross actually has a channel right into the the, the Facebook uh, tools that we use as well, so that we can provide information and get information from that site. And that is at Red Cross Chat, uh, Red Cross C H A T dot org. Folks can also go to Facebook.com backslash Crisis Response to learn more about that. And then on that, I would offer this. 
there are great apps that you can download uh, for your iOS or for your Android device um, that the Red Cross has uh, an app. Uh, FEMA, the Federal Emergency Management Agency, has an app. National Weather Service, many state and county emergency management organizations. They don't take up a lot of real estate on your phone, and they provide great information, including warnings uh, about what's happening in your area, where and how to evacuate, where shelters are located. So I'd encourage folks um, to download those apps because uh, you have them when disaster strikes. And Dr. Pat, I'll share one other thing with yeah, you. Please. I have two boys. They're both in their they're both in their twenties. My uh, my oldest is was a student, just graduated from University of Michigan. For the four years he lived in Ann Arbor, I had those apps on my phone, and I had them not only uh, giving me alerts where I live, uh, but also where my sons are, so that I could prompt them and say, "Hey guys, you know you got a major tornado warning where you are. You need to take cover and pay attention to that." And I've now got them to pay attention without me. But I think if you've got uh, kids in college or you've got family around the country, those apps are a good way to make sure that you know what's going on in their lives as well. And I just want to say this for everybody out there. Uh, two things, and I think, Brad, you're going to agree with me on these two. One, go to Amazon, look at those batteries. Please go ahead. Ten bucks. Number two, now that you got your battery in your smartphone, go to Amazon and Google waterproof cover for cell phone. Please, if you do nothing else, these two things right here, because you know and I know, Brad, doesn't matter doesn't matter how Facebook's up and running. If your cell phone gets wet, oh, ouch. Absolutely. And I'll tell you what, if I only had three words to give you, I'd give you these three words. Power, communications, and health. Those are the things you yeah. got to pay attention to. And whether you're an emergency manager at the county or federal level or whether you're an individual uh, and you're just living in your apartment or your home, it's about the power that you have and your ability that, that, that gives you to stay connected and be informed, the communications tools you have. So you got to keep them dry because once they get wet, yeah. they, they don't work. And, yeah. and, and it's, about, it's about making sure the things you need for your day-to-day -day health are part of what mm -hmm. you carry with you uh, all the time, Dr. Pat. Yeah, I love the message you're bringing out here. I know you've got to run. And I I also know that the Red Cross is getting ready to address any storms that hit. And that's so, we I, are, I sleep at night better with that. I, yeah, we are ready. And uh, I got to tell you, last year, 56,000 Red Cross workers deployed around the country. We provided over 658,000 shelter overnight stays. It was an incredibly challenging time for us and our partners. But you know what? The American people yeah. stepped up. They stepped up as yeah. volunteers. They stepped up with financial assistance. They stepped up as blood donors. And uh, I, I hope folks are prepared and ready to do that again. We in the Red Cross, we are ready for uh, hurricane season 2018. All right. Thank you so much, Brad. And for those of you out there, I just want to clarify, I have no affiliation with any of those companies, and I certainly don't have any affiliation with Amazon. I'm like you. I am preparing backup batteries, everything that Brad said, and make sure if you are going to be cell phone ready, somewhere close to you in a storm, you're protecting that device from water. Thank you, Brad. Thank you so much. Thanks, Dr. Pat. Take care. All right, everybody. Short break. We'll be right back. All your time waiting for that second chance for a break that would make it okay. There's always some reason to feel Calling all moms, it's time to awaken your vibrant, intuitive, loving self in every area of your life. 
Join host Debbie Pokornik as she shares thoughts, stories, and tools to help you stand in your power. Listen to Vibrant Powerful Moms Helping Everyday Women Create Extraordinary Lives, Mondays at 2.30 Pacific, 5.30 Eastern. For more information about Debbie, visit EmpoweringEnergy.com. That's Empowering with letters N-R-G.com. Have you ever heard of the 90-10 rule? It goes like this. 90% of the time, no one is thinking of you. 90% of the time, everyone's thinking about themselves. And if you think of it like that, it takes the weight off because now you're not being judged. I'm Megan Edge. I'd love for you to join me on Playing on the Edge Radio, Radical Change with Ease, with my co-host, Dr. Pat, on Transformation Radio FM. Tune in to The Truth is Funny with Colette Stephan each Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This hit show will have you thinking outside the box and riding the wave of infinite potential. Join Colette on the Higher Self Network, inspiring listeners to shine their brilliance and ensure success while roaring with laughter as they recognize the humor of the giant cosmic joke. Visit TheTruthIsFunny.com. Practice living in wholeness and achieve fulfillment in your life with your body in full service to you. Sign up for the Body Tune-Up. Six online classes designed for radical self-healing and self-regeneration. Go to CorneliaStephanie.com. Evolve. Become a practitioner now. everybody. Welcome. Welcome to our good news segment. It's so great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on maximizing rewards for summer travel. Listen, how many of you have, uh, you hear, wait a minute, maybe I can get these rewards for this. Maybe I can get them for this, but you know, you never really do anything about it. Well, now maybe I'm just projecting, but Lee Abamante is joining me here today. And he is somebody, a travel expert, a writer, youngest American to visit what? every country in the world. And today we are here to talk about, listen, what are some of the secrets to learning how to do this? I mean, who doesn't want to go on a little bit of an adventure or maybe a lot of an adventure, and yet we just don't know what we don't know. And I know that we're thinking about traveling. Lee, Great to have you here. Thank you. That was quite a great introduction. I really appreciate it. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, my bags are packed, right? You know, it's like... <laughs> You're ready to go. Ready ready to go, except uh, like I wish I knew how to go more efficiently, more effectively, and definitely sure. more financially smart. So let me ask you this question. If you had to pick three things based on your financial background, based on your travel adventures, what are... Lee's top 10 juicy, juicy, juicy tidbits for travel. See that I gave you a new brand. <laughs> that's a lot of, that's a lot of juicies right there. Yeah, um, well, I would tell people first that they need to set a goal when it comes to travel. <clears throat> a lot of times I would say the two great equalizers of travel are time and money, right? So people need to 
pick a goal, meaning where do they want to go and how do they want to travel? Because things cost money, right? So then you have to make a determination on how much things cost. You have to do a lot of research and see how much it costs to get there, see how much you're going to probably spend on the ground. And then I would tell people to maximize their points, miles, and rewards. Now, the way to do that, and what a lot of people don't do, surprisingly, even you know nowadays, is people don't join all the rewards programs that they can. If you fly a particular airline, they'll almost 99% have a uh, frequent flyer program. You join that program for all of them, and then generally I tell people to focus on one particular airline or one particular alliance. For instance, uh, Seattle is big for Alaska Airlines, right? Or yeah. Delta Airlines. Yeah. So you want to join the, those programs and uh, you, you want to um, fly their affiliates so you get more miles that way. Then you'd want to join hotel programs, whether it be Marriott or Starwood or uh, whatever your, your chain of choice is, Hilton, you know, so you can get your points and they can start adding up. But the most important thing, and a lot of people don't realize um, that they correlate, is to supplement that with a credit card that fits your spending habits. Now, I use the Bank of America Premium Rewards Credit Card. Now, what that does for me is it gives me two points for every dollar spent on travel and dining, and then 1.5 points on every dollar spent on everything else. So I'm getting a multiplier of points for everything that I spend and more on others. Then if I happen to have a Bank of America premium rewards account, I can earn up to 3.5 miles per dollar spent um, just for having the credit card and a bank account, which is really just amazing. And that's how you catapult yourself up in points so then you can get free discounted or upgraded travel, which is basically what I've been doing for the last 20 years. Wow. I, I mean, you know, this is a, this is one of these conversations that is so absolutely important because, you know, all of us get our travel cards. We all look at them and we don't exactly know how important they could be. But the other thing, too, uh, that I'd like to talk about for a minute is we build up all these rewards and we don't use them. And I want to talk about how important that is to look at that and use them and then to really kind of, well, this is my language, bundle them. Like, what if we could like bundle the airline, the hotel, the banking, this, put it kind of all together in a neat little, our own little financially efficient travel bonus package. Well, here's the thing. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a Wall Street guy by trade and we had a saying called pigs get fat and hogs get slaughtered. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you, you, you don't want to hoard your points because they become less valuable every day that you have them. So, um, you know, while I've earned literally millions of points over the years, I use them and I use them a lot because, um, if you want to take a trip somewhere, don't put it off because the airlines with all the, um, uh, the buying and, you know, acquisitions, consolidating of airlines, they just become less and less valuable and because there's less and less competition. So for instance, Alaska just bought Virgin in America, right? Yeah. So, I mean, now there's one less one less airline to choose from. So there's less competition. So you want to use them, but at the same time, and, uh, you mentioned those bundling. Um, so if you were to buy on like a third party site, like Expedia or kayak or orbits or whatever, um, you don't actually want to do that because even if you save a couple dollars by bundling, like literally like it'll be like five or $10, you're actually losing out on the hotel points there because you don't get hotel points unless you book it through that particular hotel's website. 
So you, you want to keep that in mind. You, you got to know the little rules to maximize the amount of points that you get. Wow. You know, let me ask you this question. Uh, you and I were kind of joking a little bit before we got on air. Um, and I know that traveling um, has had an impact on me personally. And what I mean by that is, you know, you step out of your comfort zone, you step into another world, you step into another culture, and all of a sudden you're forever changed. And I want to ask you how your, how your travel to various countries, to various cultures, you know, being with people that are, let's say, not from here, how has that helped shape and, and sculpt you uh, as an individual and what you want to do in the world? Well, that's a great question. And that's uh, one that's really important to ask and for uh, the answer to, to really help you develop as a, as a human, really. And when you travel all over the world, you come to the conclusion that most people around the world are not very different than you. Most people are kind of the same. They love the same things as you do. They love to hang out with their friends, their family. They like to have a nice drink. They like to watch sports. They like great food. And, you know, we might look different and talk different, but at the end, we're all pretty much the same and we're all human beings. And that's what uh, a lot of times gets lost, um, you know, especially with, with governments and politics and everything else that's so prevalent these days. You know, you forget that people make up countries and it's not just a country and that's everybody. It's not like that. You know, governments are not necessarily indicative of the people, um, whether it's in our country or other countries. So people need to remember that. And you, you see this when you, when you leave the country and it leaves an impression on you. And, and the other important thing is you can speak firsthand, uh, about, different places and different situations. And, you know, when things happen on a, a global stage, you have a more informed idea and opinion than people who have not been there. So to me, that's really important. And it really helps uh, mold you as you, you grow older and you grow wiser and, and travel more wider. Well, um, you know, here we are today. And I know you've got to run off to another interview. First of all, how can people find out more about this, you know, and, you know, where can they get this fabulous checklist that you've prepared? Sure. Um, for more information about me and some of my tips, you could check out my website, which is leeabamonte.com, uh, or follow me on social media. And for more information about the Bank of America Premium Rewards Card, which I highly recommend, yeah. it, you go to bankofamerica.com slash rewards. Yeah, I, I mean, totally love mine. You know, so, I mean, here we are. One last question, personal message. Lee, what do yep. you want to leave us sure. with? <laughs> I want to leave you with uh, help, hoping to inspire people to travel um, more and to travel cheaper and smarter. So develop a goal and a strategy to get there. And no one ever said, man, I really wish I didn't travel. You know, it's always uh, the opposite. So if you're going to spend your, your points or your dollars, uh, that's the way you want to do it, in my opinion. I love it. Thank you so much, Lee. Hey, everybody, we're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. I've felt this way before It seems as though I've earned my wings I wear a smile all the time now Wow, hey everyone, welcome. Uh, welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. I'm telling you, I gotta pinch myself some days because when each of us gets called 
to do something that we so not thought was in our wheelhouse to do for a purpose that's so much greater than us, we get to show up and shine. If you would like to show up and shine on The Dr. Pat Show as a co-host or sponsor, send us an email to inspire at thedrpatshow.com. Tune in to Lucid Planet Radio with Dr. Kelly Neff. This hit show will illuminate your senses and empower you beyond your daily stressors and hardships. Renowned psychologist and author Dr. Kelly will captivate you with far-reaching topics and amazing guests as you wake to the greatest version of yourself. Learn to tap into your intuitions, think critically about our world, heal emotional and psychological wounds, and follow your passions to live your dreams. The Lucid Planet. Welcome home. Visit lucidplanetradio.com for more information. What is a brilliant culture, and how do we create them? Why are they important? Claudette Rowley has created a breakthrough five-step process to help you align your culture with your business strategy for exceptional results. Looking for a culture that drives organizational excellence? Listen to Cultural Brilliance Radio, the second and fourth Friday of each month at 10 a.m. Pacific and 1 p.m. Eastern on Transformation Talk Radio. To learn more or work with Claudette, visit culturalbrilliance.com. Ignite your inner magic on Grow Your Soul Radio with Jane Matanga. Tune in each month on Transformation Talk Radio as host Jane Matanga explores how to overcome your fears to help you gain the inspiration you need to awaken your path to joy. Learn the way to life mastery and the enlightened path with Grow Your Soul Radio. For more information on Jane Matanga and her work, visit enlightened-path.com. Hey everybody, welcome, welcome, welcome. It's so great to have you tune in to our good news segment. Listen, we got it for you today. Uh, learn how to throw the ultimate baby shower. Yeah, now look, you may think you know how to do this, but I'll tell you, anybody that's ever done this, there's so much stress around it from not knowing the real deal. But that's why Nicole Marie Pittman is joining me here today, events professional, founder of Nicole Marie Events. And we're going to share with you the top five tips and then some secrets to how to create a unique personalized party. Why is this important? Because Everybody does these parties, they get on social media, they start posting, they do selfies, only to find out, oopsie, Nicole Marie, great to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. Getting ready to gear up to September. And I think this is one of these arenas that people don't even know what they don't know. And they do a really good job. I mean, like they put their best efforts out there. But today you're going to share, you're going to tell us a little bit about what all the years of experience you've had in this profession has taught you. What's at the top five of your list? We're going to go through five, four, three, two, one. Number five is definitely to have food. Food, select a menu that's simple and diverse and easy. Don't stress yourself out. Do something that is easy to do. If you are a calling a caterer or if you are creating something of your own, have some food that's going to be set the tone. Yeah. I mean, that is so important these days because now we're in this world of, are you gluten? Are you gluten free? What are you? Um, and so do you suggest people go to the, uh, the length of finding that out or keep it so simple? It's going to be great for everybody. 
Keep it so simple that's going to be great for everyone, but also don't forget who you're throwing the shower for. You know, what are some favorites that the mom and the dad like to enjoy? And what are some things that are still going to be easy for you so it's no stress? Mm -hmm. And what are some of the trends you're seeing around these things? Is it the idea of simple yet beautiful? You know what the biggest trend that I'm seeing and especially that I incorporate into my clients is all about personalization. Personalization from the favors and the decor and all the elements and more importantly, honestly, personalization about the gift. And actually, that's one of the reasons why I'm here is I'm helping Huggies launch their Made By You, which is their first ever personalized diaper, which is literally the perfect gift from practical and personal and the trend. Um, so, I mean, this is kind of, you know, interesting because we're always looking for how to show up, first of all, in a very unique way. And yes. I think that's cool. We are really looking for some level of uniqueness in these things. What's number four for you? Number four tip is to have some fun. And so there's different ways of incorporating the fun. Um, I am definitely a thumbs up to games and no more than two games. And also creating other elements that are different for the experience. One of those elements um, I actually asked for my clients to have their guests bring their gifts unwrapped where you can display them and it really allows more time for their guests to interact and have fun together. Yeah, I, I mean, I love the idea of fun because that's really part of this. I mean, when you're bringing, you know, when you're bringing a youngster into this world, this energy is everything, as we say on the Dr. Pat show. And what you're talking about is not just creating an amazing memory for people, but the energy of this is so important, isn't it? Absolutely. It's definitely about the energy for sure. All right. So what's number three? Number three is focal point. Make sure you're having a focal point that really wows the guests, you know, within whether it be the space that you're having it and or an element in the room or an amazing dessert, you know, have your focal point be a wow factor. Yeah. I mean, is this one of these areas where you have like some very, very like personal secret favorite touches here? You know what? I actually, when I'm when I'm planning the, the shower, you know, I'm incorporating what's important to the the parents to be, and and really invokes who they are, and or where what is um, the venue? You know, what's a, a unique element at the venue? And so that's kind of what I focus on. Yeah, it's really interesting because there's so much that we could stop and think about for the other person. A lot of times, don't you find that we get so caught up in the planning, we think we're planning this for ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it really isn't. You know, it, it's, it's creating um, an experience, an opportunity that's going to be best fit for the new parents and or, you know, the second, third baby, you know, to come. Yeah, it's funny. I did one of these once and I did a whole disco thing on it and, you know, doing it for a young person. And they're like, uh, like, who is that? And I'm like, that's Donna Summer. So like what? You don't know who that is that right there? So yeah, I mean, it was fun in the end, but clearly your tips would have helped. What's number two? Yes. Um, the finesse. Um, when it comes to your decor and or theme, make sure that you're creating a comfortable yet inviting environment. That's all about, the, again, the parents to be and how you can personalize that. Mm -hmm. You know, let's talk about this for a little bit, because so much can be said by small gestures. 
And what I yeah. mean by that is like the nuances of things that people notice, you know, small things, small little touches that personalize this, right? I think that's what you're talking about here when it comes to the decor. It is. So there's one element that I really love to incorporate, and that is the favors. And that's actually another tip. <laughs> favors that can actually double as your decor, but also can serve in other areas of your desserts. It can serve as a, a place card, you know, for your table setting. It can, uh, it's about your, your wow factor, your experience, and also, too, that personalization. Everyone loves to see their name or the baby's name, you know, incorporated into those small little elements. And so it's cost effective. It's a wow factor. It's simple and it's personalized. Okay, I got to get down to some of the nitties here that uh, I want to make sure we talk. The nitty gritty. Ready? What is... Okay, this is like the number one challenge for most people. What the heck do I get for the mom? <laughs> the best gift ever, and I'm a mother, and you can never have an overabundance of diapers. Diapers, diapers, diapers. And the great thing about Huggies Made by You, you can actually personalize the diaper. It is the perfect combination of practical and personal, and it's a very... It's an amazing experience, a personalized experience that will be appreciated from the mom and the dad, and you will literally be the best gift giver. So it's really simple to design You know, the diaper, you select a name and or a monogram, you write a personalized message that's being sent in a premium gift box. You can either send the gift to the parents-to-be or send it to your house so you can take this gift to the party. And I promise you, it's gonna be a focal point, talking point, and you're gonna be right on target and on trend. Well, how do people uh, get these? How do, how do people get these? Do they go to Huggies? Where do, where do folks go? They go to HuggiesMadeByYou.com to order the premium um, diaper. And more importantly, there's five collections that can also inspire you to plan your next shower. Okay. And how can we find out more about you? Because, you, you know, you're like out there the superwoman, or should I say Wonder Woman of events. <laughs> You can find me at NicoleMarie.events. All right. A couple of little tidbits here to wrap up. I know you've got to run. Do you have any don'ts? Like, don't do this. You know, so often we think of what to do, and then we don't stop. Then we keep going as if we're planning like a baby shower that's going to last a month. What are some of the, right. you know, think <laughs> about this before you go ahead and try to do this thing here. Yeah, don't do anything that will make your, your host um, uncomfortable. So you definitely want to sit them down first and, and figure out what is something that's important to them. Um, so that's, again, the energy, the music. If they don't want to have music or they don't want to play games, don't make them play games. If they don't want to have, you know, um, a sit-down, you know, lunch or dinner or brunch, you know, make it hors d'oeuvres and light and easy. So don't go against, you know, what you think will be best reflect the parents that be, um, and just make it simple and easy. Yeah, I, I want to ask you this last question. How much dialogue do you have with the mom in the planning stage? Because some people say, oh, no, I want it to be like a surprise. They never talk to the mom or the dad uh, or the mom and the mom or the dad and the dad, whatever it is. But what is it yeah. about yeah. how much of that dialogue should they have? 
Um, you know what? When I work with my clients, you know, right off the bat, we sit down and, you know, I have about a good list of 20 questions to really get to know them and how I can personalize and make that celebration about them and what they're wanting to do. Um, so a lot of it, you know, it is sitting down with both parents and what's important to them and how can I bring that to life. So after we have that initial dialogue and the trust is built, you know, the next step is for them to come and enjoy and be a guest at their own party. I love it. Nicole Marie, thank you. You rock. Last question, personal message. What do you want to leave us with today? Go to HuggiesMadeByYou.com. These personal and practical diapers are the it gift, and you would love them. All right. I'm telling you, this is it. Also, for those of you out there, go and check out NicoleMarie.events. Uh, much more to come right here on the Dr. Pat Show. Nicole, thank you for doing this. Thank you so much, Dr. Pat. All right. We'll take a shorty. We'll be right back, everybody. The preceding audio was via a Skype call.